0: Welcome to Not Your Grandma's Attic, the podcast where we look at and examine strange things that we find, mysterious books and movies and such. Um, I am your co-host, Caleb.
1: And I am your co-host, Kat.
0: Yes, yes she is. (laughs) And today, I am doing a book review for the first time in forever, since I think like our second episode, Um, because most of my things have been movies, Uh, but the book is... Uh, unexplained 347 Strange Sightings Incredible Occurrences and Puzzling Physical Phenomena by Jerome Clark
1: I'm very excited for this
0: yeah this book I, I, I talked to Kat uh, about this a little bit in the DMs beforehand but this book is almost too good for this podcast it's probably <laughs> the most high quality thing we've ever examined and I'm actually, I unironically like love this book and I will not throw it away when we're done Heck I'll keep yeah. it forever
1: are there any that you actually kept
0: (laughs) so far no Um, not even the movies no I think I well I do have some movies in my drawer um, but I don't plan on keeping them I think I have yeah there's Croc and Maneater and all those movies and then Agenda but I think I'm going to throw those away
1: (laughs) I still had is your straight man gay enough on my shelf and (laughs) I finally let it go because we never even oh, got no. any listens on that episode. I thought that book was hilariously <laughs> <What>? stupid.
0: <laughs> I don't know why that that was one of our only like first five episodes that like didn't get very many listens.
1: Yeah, I don't know why. It's weird. They were just too Cause... enraptured by Bear. <laughs> <There you laughs> because go.
0: like our first episode, what was our first episode again? <sighs> it was a
1: hundred and like one fun things to do or something dates or something
0: yeah yeah that one got so many listens
1: yeah cuz they then, they listen to it and they're like oh this is stupid they don't make it well, all well 10,000
0: dreams explained got um a bunch of listens too and i think that was the only other book episode i've done yeah well that one had Sorry.
1: such terrible audio that i don't think anyone else listened past that one <laughs> 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 this is what happened
0: <laughs> which is a shame cuz i think it was a pretty alright episode
1: oh well i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what our last episode was about, but... Uh, okay, yeah. tell me about unexplained things.
0: Well, I'm going to tell you a little bit about our boy Jerome Clark first. He's a very interesting individual. Ooh. Um, it doesn't say this on... Hold on, let me find where his author introduction is. Ah, there it is. Uh, he is an investigator of anomalous claims and occurrences for nearly three decades and he is the vice president of the J. Allen Hynek Center for UFO Studies and the editor of the magazine International UFO Reporter. Uh, also, oh, something that, that this book does not include, he also writes country western music.
1: I like this and guy. He... he sounds like a <laughs> character already and I'm kind of here for it
0: yeah uh this is a neat little blurb about him clark was an early proponent of theories that sought phys- physiological and social explanations for extraordinary events his first book 1975's the unidentified written with lauren coleman he argued that encounters with extraordinary beings were more likely to be internally than externally generated although such ideas became widely popular among anomalists Clark himself eventually rejected such theories for their grand pronouncements of, and inattention to empirical evidence. Instead, he urges a cautious approach tied closely to documentable evidence, such as recorded and unexplained, along with intellectual modesty and and that acknowledges the limitation of human knowledge and an open-ended agnosticism about claims that, however interesting and suggestive, can be neither proven nor disproven.
1: Oh shit. yeah, no. so he's like one of the non-crazies
0: yeah he's like like reading some through some of these stories he ha- he takes a very like well measured and um, thought out approach to these things. And I also appreciate that even though he does like look at it empirically and you know show a little bit of cynicism, he also doesn't outright claim that these things aren't true.
1: Hey, they're he's true just, to like, at least the people that they happen to, right? So yeah
0: yeah <laughs> like Your
1: personal truth, man. Don't let the man (laughs) get you down. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. So, yeah, when we found the book, we thought that it was going to be one of those crazy ones. So, it's actually kind of exciting to find one that's, like, the opposite of that.
0: Yeah. Um, So, I have, I think, six stories out of this book that I picked out that I thought were interesting. Um, And then... I have an archive.org link in our uh, the notes page that you can click on. And if you can look in the index and see any other stories you think are interesting or you might want to look through, um, you can you can suggest those. Oh, fuck yeah.
1: Okay. Sounds good to me.
0: Yeah. Because um, there's 347 stories in here. So. All right. First one I found. Let me see. Page 20. All these book episodes are just me spending 20 minutes flipping to uh, random, <laughs> random things.
1: In the meantime, we can I will do some spitballing. Um, maybe just remember the lady that thought that she had what was it like a pap smear done, or was it like a yeast infection cured like multiple times by, by a- the aliens?
0: By aliens, yeah.
1: I see. The see, This seems like a <laughs> lot of work just because like. It's only like ten bucks for the off-brand monostat, at Kroger. <laughs> I'm just saying, and the Kroger's probably the most expensive place you can go for that. You can like <laughs> jump over to Walmart; it's probably like six dollars.
0: Hey, if you look really hard, you can probably find one at Goodwill too. No. <laughs> 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 I
1: th- I think that you've given away. You don't know what monostat is. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: nah, that doesn't no, nah, that's not true.
1: Caleb does know what Monastad is. He's is one of the aliens <laughs> that invented Monastat. <laughs> I hope I'm saying that right. Who fucking cares?
0: Alright. So the first story we're gonna be looking at is The Beast of Javudan, which takes place in seventeen sixty four. So you know that it's reliable claims. Oh, shit. Um and empirical evidence. One day in June 1764 in the for in a forest in Gevad, Juvah- I hope I'm saying that right, a region of southeastern France, a young woman tending cows looked up to see a hideous beast bearing down on her, the size of uh, the size of a cow or a donkey. The creature resembled an enormous wolf. Her dogs fled, but the cattle drove the beast off with their horns. The woman would prove considerably more fortunate than most witnesses Of what became known as the Beast of Javadin. I mostly picked this one because it reminded me of Direwolf. Is this taking- Uh did you say
1: this was taking place in France? Yes. Yeah because wasn't there like a big thing in like the 1700s with like a big outbreak of wolves and they thought that it was like one singular wolf?
0: Well yeah we'll get to that. Oh okay Um. never mind. (laughs)
1: I don't know this story. (laughs) Um, you know what this also reminds me of is that. Um, do you know anything about? Oh, what is the ranch? Is it like Skull Something Ranch? Oh shit! Um, Skinwalker Ranch.
0: Um no I do I, I have heard of it but I don't think I know anything.
1: About it. It's one of um in the story there's one story and I think it's supposed to be when like the original family moves there that they like see this like wolf type creature that like they are worried is gonna attack like, their cows or something, because they were ranchers on the ranch. I know, thrilling, but, um, <laughs> and it, like, the guy follows it with a gun or whatever, and then it starts walking, and it, like, walks into the woods. Hmm. Bigfoot wolf. Maybe this was a Bigfoot. Okay, that's what I choose to believe. Anyway, continue. <laughs>
0: uh, there's one in here about Bigfoot, but it's really fucking long, so we can do that if you want to, but. Oh, fuck, yeah.
1: Maybe if you have enough time. We're already eight minutes and We're almost nine minutes in. Hurry. Wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then it talks about how more people saw it, and then there was, like, mangled bodies and stuff, and that they, uh, they uh, originally... A large reward was for the slaying of the beast then brought professional hunters and soldiers to the area. More than 100 wolves were killed, but the creature's rampage continued. Some hunters, including a professional wolf tracker, had been sent personally by the king, reported that how bad how they had badly wounded the beast, but nothing seemed to stop it. During the summer of 1765, the massacre of children was especially fierce. Uh,
1: Not the children. Um, Anything but eventually- the children. <laughs> children died, like, all the time in the 1700s anyway. That's why they had backup children. That's
0: why yeah that's why you had to have like nine kids just to make sure at least one of them made it exactly
1: you know? yeah that's why they had extra you know you give one to the wolves you give one to fucking um smallpox yeah one goes to smallpox <laughs> a couple of them go to smallpox and then the influenza wipes out a few of them and the strongest survive yeah and that's why they had strong jaws back then because only the strongest <laughs> jaws could make it Have you ever looked at have you ever looked at pictures of like people from the olden days and they have super strong big jaws? <laughs> yeah.
0: Or just like not like their face is just a circle.
1: Yeah, it's because it was attractive to be overweight back then.
0: <laughs>
1: That's what they say. That's what the kids that say.
0: That was a that was a sign that you were wealthy.
1: Okay, I want to I want to tell a story about jaws, but I'll let you continue. <laughs>
0: Events reached a climax in June 1767 when Marquis de Apache... I can't read that name. Marquis. Who lived... Marquis and then his last name. um, Who lived in the western part of Javadin brought together several hundred hunters and trackers who fanned out in smaller bands over the countryside. On the evening of the 19th, the beach charged members of one band, Jean Chastel, ...who had taken the precaution of loading his weapon with silver bullets... ...on the assumption that the beast was a lopgaru. I guess that means werewolf. (laughs) Fired fired on it twice. The second shot hit it squarely in the heart and killed it. When the creature was gutted, the collarbone of a young girl was recovered from its stomach. By the time of its death, it had killed some 60 persons. The state had expended over 29,000 livers, a fortune for the period...
1: 29,000 livers. I can't believe it.
0: It's (laughs) L-I-V-R-E-S. It literally...
1: Oh, great. I didn't know (laughs) the the French used livers. Livers? Livers. Livers.
0: Uh, The French can't (laughs) speak words properly, so...
1: (laughs) That's what I choose to believe.
0: Um, And here's what our author thinks about this story. Though the story sounds some like something out of a horror movie there is no question that it happened oh. many li- many wildlife authorities believe reports of attacks on human beings by wolves if the beast was indeed a wolf as modern chroniclers assume are sufficiently sus- suspect that as Roger A. Carras observes most can probably be discounted out of hand yet mythology and exaggeration notwithstanding there are widespread and seemingly credible reports of rapacious wolves, especially in the days before firearms. and a study of the relationship of human attacking wolf reports, um, reports to werewolf legends, WMS and Claire Russell write that modern wolves have many have had many generations experience of firearms, and they are likely to be more conscious than their ancestors. This, on, on one level, an ex- this is, on one level, an extraordinary, an extraordinary event in the annals of animal behavior. On another, the sheer size of the creature pushes it into the realm of the zoological. The episode raises many questions, which unfortunately are unlikely to be answered over two centuries after its occurrence.
1: See, I feel so. like that could be explained by... I mean, it was the 1700s in France. They might have just been hungry, man. Like, maybe there wasn't any food. That,
0: you know, it was so large. It was so large. How do you explain that? Wolves big. <laughs> wolves are big. They're much bigger in real life than you think they are. Yeah, they're much
1: bigger Cause... than in the... What was that movie about the wolves that came out when we were, like, in college? Alpha and Omega.
0: <laughs> you mean the furry movie? The
1: furry movie, yeah. I feel like that could I was... just be easily explained, though, by, like...
0: See, when I think of wolf movie, I think of Balto. What's up? You've never seen Balto? It's like that movie about sled dogs and stuff. It's like an animated
1: cartoon. Okay, maybe I saw it. Cause at first, when you said about sled dogs, I thought you were talking about like the nine hundredth Airbud movie. Wolves in Balto. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think there are wolves in Balto.
1: Okay, Google. Okay, Google. What is Balto? He achieved fame when he reportedly led a team of sud dogs driven by Gunnar Kasson on the final leg of the dot dot dot. I want to know what he led him on. Tell me. I want to know. Um, 1925 serum run to Nome, which in which diphtheria antitoxin was transported from Anchorage, Alaska, and Alaska to Nenana, Alaska by train, and then to Nome by dogsled, to combat an outbreak of the disease.
0: Mm. See, in the movie, in the movie, they're leading it to a, they're giving it to a child who will die if he doesn't get the medicine. Not to a whole village, I think.
1: Oh, that would have been better. Doesn't this just <laughs> look
0: like the night 19- 1925 to you? <laughs> I'm trying to get it in there,
1: like. Y'all need to, like, look up this picture of Balto and his musher.
0: That that dude is hardcore. Yeah,
1: like, he was definitely in the war. Yeah. You know (laughs) what I mean? He was in the war, and, like, I really appreciate the fact that Balto, number one, looks like he has little boots. (laughs) So he looks like he has little boots, and number two, he is more famous than Gunnar Kassan. I love it. Okay. Anyway.
0: He looks much different from the Balto in the movie.
1: I'm starting to think that the historical version was much better than the animated (laughs) movie that you saw as a child. (laughs) I might be wrong, though.
0: Balto in the movie kind of looks like Tramp from Lady and the Tramp. Oh, no. He's frozen. Oh, no. Am I? Am I back? Uh Hello? You're back. Okay, cool. (laughs) I don't know if you heard what I said, but I said that Balto kind of looks like, um, in in the anime movie, kind of looks like the Tramp from Lady and the Tramp.
1: That's stupid. (laughs) Wait, why doesn't he look like a fucking husky?
0: I mean, let me, okay, let me find.
1: Man, I could have named Cheese Balto, and then he could have saved a village of children instead of fucking... Barking at cats.
0: Okay, he looks he looks more like a husky than I remember,
1: but Maybe you just got confused and confused it with Lady and the Tramp. They sound like they have really yeah, similar I, plots. I, I, sen- I, I, sent it. I have seen that movie. I recognize that. <laughs> Why are his eyes yellow? This isn't the fucking Simpsons. Anyway. Continue. <laughs>
0: The Simpsons are known for having yellow (laughs) (laughs) eyes. Is that
1: not Simpson colored, though? Motherfucking Lisa living in there. Okay. I'm gonna make... (laughs) I almost called you cheese. (laughs) I'm gonna make make Caleb choke on his LaCroix. LaCroix. I will
0: say... Kat told me the other day that I remind her of a long-haired chihuahua, and I still don't know how to process what she said. I'm I'm not
1: saying, I won't even go as far as to say you remind me of a long-haired chihuahua. I'm just saying every time I see a long-haired chihuahua, it reminds me of you. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if that has a different connotation. But every time I see one, I don't think that looks like Caleb. I just think I am thinking of Caleb now and this this dog inhibit and inhabits some sort of connection to you that's all i'm saying i don't okay, know what I it means not. it's just the truth
0: i also don't know what it means
1: <laughs> okay um, so we got doggos what's next
0: all right the next one uh, is big bird not not the big oh, bird oh yeah we all
1: know big and love. bird
0: it's not the big bird we all know and love unfortunately fuck the uh, study is evil evil Big Bird. Oh, On yeah. January 1st 1976 so this is much more recent Tracy Lawson, 11, and her cousin Jackie Davis, 14, were playing in Tracy's backyard five miles south of Harlem. Does he pick up the little in... kid? I
1: think I know this one too.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> it, uh, well, I mean we'll find out. In the Texas Rio Grande Valley, Valley as they looked out on a plowed field beyond the yard. They noticed an unusual object standing some 100 yards away near a borrow pit bordering the irrigation canal. Tracy went inside her house to get field glasses, though when she observed a horrible-looking black bird of extraordinary size, over five feet tall. See, I am an extraordinary size. I'm also over five
1: feet Exactly, we are extraordinary. <laughs> <laughs> Birds. <laughs>
0: Its wings were folded around its body, and the bird was staring at the girls through large, dark red eyes attached to a gray gorilla-like face. Its head was bald, and it had a beak at least six inches long, and it made a loud shrill eee sound.
1: <laughs> this bird sounds badass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like the e. It's just five e's. Eee. Eee. The, <laughs> the bird, or whatever it was, was lost the view from lost for a few moments reappearing on the northeast corner of the property its head poking above a small clump of trees the girls fled inside and he told tracy's mother and father who did not believe them but the next day jackie's stepfather tom walden found strange tracks three toed eight inches across square at the head and pressed an inch and a half into the hard ground Tracy's father, Stan Lawson, who weighed 170 pounds, found that he could not dent the ground with his own foot, no matter how hard he pressed down. He also noticed how oddly the family dog was behaving. It cowered behind the doghouse all day, leaving only at supper time, when it bolted into the house and had to be dragged out. That night, Lawson thought he heard large wings scraping across the bedroom window. But whatever caused that, caused that sound left no trace of its passing. <clears throat> An encounter with the same creature reportedly occurred on the evening of january seventh near Brownsville when Alevrico Grado I think that's how you say that. That's what I would choose to believe. Hit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> heard so- <laughs> people should have more simple last names.
1: God damn so- <laughs> it <ethnic> purple.
0: <laughs> heard something hit his house trailer. Unnerved he sneaked outside, got into his station wagon, and drove around to the south end of the trailer his damn he his trailer was so large he had to get in his car and drive to the other end of his trailer um,
1: triple wide baby
0: <laughs> his headlights caught something from another planet it was a huge bird four feet tall with black feathers a long beak and bat-like wings it had been lying on the ground when the lights hit it but it rose immediately it's blazing red eyes the size of silver dollars mm. Uh all the while, all the while, a horrible-sounding noise emanated from its throat. Eventually, the creature backed away and was lost in darkness. <clears throat> I have all some
1: right, so, I have some
0: theories. Okay, what are your theories?
1: Number one, kids dumb. <laughs> kids are dumb. They have no concept of like how big things are because they're small. Um. Yeah, because, like, even in the story, the kids are like, oh, it's five feet tall. And then the guy was like, it was four feet tall. So, like, he's probably adding a freaking foot on there. We're probably adding, mm. you know, 100 feet on there. But, I don't
0: know. How do you explain the footprint, Kat?
1: Um, I mean, it was the day before. I don't know if it rained or what
0: happened.
1: <laughs> you know? Like, right, that could have been fucking anything. And, like, birds are big, just like wolf wolf big bird big and birds are basically just dinosaurs
0: i mean it also could have it could have been a a, a pelican or a heron or something like that Some rogue ostrich all birds rogue ostrich
1: rogue black These sightings
0: which <laughs> <laughs> okay what is the is there such thing as the opposite of an albino creature where it's just black
1: yeah i think so google it google it know. google it <laughs> Okay, Google. <laughs>
0: I got the book in my hand. You Google.
1: What is the opposite is of albino?
0: Melanism. Here's a summary from Door County Pulse. Oh. The word melanism comes from the Greek for black pigment. Adaptive melanism is inherited and helps certain species to be camouflaged in some environments. All right. There you Good go. To know. <laughs> <laughs> These sightings, which the press humorously attributed to Big Bird, oh, so it was a joke that it was called Big Bird, boo, <laughs> after the Sesame Street character, were, reportedly in va- were reported in Valley and even national newspapers. As early as previous November, however, rumors had circulated through the Rio Grande city of the presence of a man bird four feet tall with a bird body and a man head. In San Benito, a small valley town inhabited almost entirely by Mexican American residents, had a, had long believed in the existence of a large evil bird. According to one, it appeared at night, making a sound like. There's not e. No. <laughs> well, it's with a whistle, so it could be like a mixture. E. E.
1: There you go. Oh, I fucked it up. There you go. I hope that was really great on everyone's ears.
0: A lady around here was beaten by the bird. Another lady, she's dead. In... <laughs> she <laughs> another died. Lady, another lady, she's dead now. Saw it through her window. Another woman said it had a cat face and no beak. <laughs> the face is on foot. In, is the face is a foot in diameter and has thick, long neck and big eyes. One woman claimed to, to have been attacked. For from behind by a flying creature with enormous wings, black feathers, and no bill. Okay. So, at first it has, a, like a six-foot-long bill, and now it has. It six no inches. Six, six inches feet same thing. You're true. <laughs> Dearest, who sought the conventional explanation, pointed to great blue herons and pelicans as the likely cause of this scare, and some of the less impressive accounts were unquestionably. ...of these familiar species. Nevertheless, if witnesses to the better cases were telling the truth, and moreover, providing accurate descriptions of what they saw, the real big bird remains a real mystery.
1: I choose to believe it was a rogue Canadian goose. Okay, okay, (laughs) stick with me. You know that phone game, Alpaca? The one where the alpaca and eats the other alpacas—that's what happened, but with the Canadian goose and it was going around and eating them and getting bigger and turning into a monster. That's why it looks so different to different people because at each level it changes how it looks. And one at one level, and like
0: at one level, he grew a beak.
1: I like that you were so stuck on the beak and not on the fact that one said there was no beak, but it looked like it had a cat head. (laughs) (laughs) You're just like beak, no beak.
0: Another person said it had a had a human head so yeah but I want to see the cat head bird appreciate this drawing of a lion I just found
1: oh my god look at him it doesn't look like a lion at all
0: <laughs> I I haven't read the story of this uh, yet black panthers and another anomalous black
1: panthers have melanin I just read that the- wow yeah they have melanism the opposite of albinoism <laughs>
0: learn
1: something Oh day. my god. Okay. I'm ready. So we got right. big bird. We got big dog.
0: Yes. Uh, and now we are coming to crop circles. Page 80. Big This one's a little bit longer circle. so I'm going to try to skip around. Skippy skip. Alright. Crop circles are so called because they originally appeared as circular, swirled, f- flat cutouts of various crops of growing grain including wheat, rye, and barley. Over the years, they seemingly evolved in both number and complexity, and, ter- and the term now refers to a variety of patterns from simple single circles to quintuplets uh, to dumbbell shapes and complex arrays and all of the above involving straight lines, bars, rung, rung ladders, and so on. The latter are also referred to as pictograms because of their least superficial resemblance to primitive rock paintings. And then it kind of just goes into like all the different kinds of crop circles and how the the idea of crop circles grew more and more popular well the, the original
1: crop circles were are proven a fake right y- yeah okay
0: yeah so wait like, this, uh, god uh, the, damn it
1: keep picking ones that I, no okay okay continue <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: some circles are known to be the product of hoaxing the current debate centers on just how many and which ones Some serologists accept the pictograms and other complex patterns and formations as authentic circles, whereas the meteorological camp now tends to view with suspicion anything much more complex than a rigid quintuplet. Considerable activity is being devoted to agreement agreement on guidelines and an instrumented methodology that would reduce the subjectivity factor and allow researchers to come to consistence on what characteristics combine an authentic formation? This dude loves run-on sentences. <laughs> holy shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but was it really a run-on uh, sentence? Now we have to know.
0: I mean, it was like, this sentence was like 25 words long. <laughs> hey, it's
1: not based on word. It's based on use of proper punctuation, Caleb. You should know this. Improper uh-huh. subordinate clauses. Improper, um, what's it called? Fucking, um, is it, yeah, conjunctions. Conjunctions. <laughs> What?
0: <laughs> did you never watch this as a kid good upwards. Huck okay up you do words know. And and
1: I should steal that for my dad he has all we of them stole on it DVD. from
0: blockbuster yeah we, we we got that from blockbuster and we accidentally stole it
1: you should steal it from your parents and then cheese will steal <laughs> it from me and it. eat it <laughs>
0: <But> anyway <laughs> all right uh and uh there there was a bunch of other different theories about it like uh, uh, Freaking plasma vortex theory and stuff like that. Oh fuck yeah! Um, unfortunately, few of the comp- competing hypotheses are comprehensive in their own right. In general, they refer, in what are best vague terms, to the intellect, to the intelligent nature of various and subtle energy fields, ranging from ley la- lines and other telluric earth currents all the way up to spirit of the goddess Gaia herself, the hypothetical all-embracing Earth mother. Many of these alternative theories depend on the subjective interpretation of the symbolic language supposedly spoken by the circles. The message thus being conveyed is usually interpreted in terms of dire environmental warnings of impeding ecological disasters, a like tortured planets planted of cries for help. Such pronouncements are, much, are more likely to indicate the concerns of the individual serologists involved, however, than those of the circle makers themselves. Other theories that would account for the phenomenon have included the most ambiguous Ubiquitous UFO collective, psych, psychon, psychonesis. S- psychonesis.
1: Beamed... Psy- psychonesis reconnaissance.
0: It's P S Y C H O K I N E S I S. I believe you. Psychonesis. Uh, beamed microwave or laser radiation as a byproduct of military experiments and so on. Died in the wool debunkers have suggested that the vast majority of all crop circles can be attributed to nothing more mysterious than human behavior hoaxing in other words uh with so much attention focused on the phenomenon the prospect of a significant breakthrough would appear imminent in the meantime the words of hillary evans author of intrusion society of the paranormal whatever else crop circles may be they are undoubtedly the most democratic anomaly ever True, they challenge our current paradigms, but unlike ghosts, poltergeists, or even UFOs, the circles are absolutely there for anyone to examine at will. It's no longer a question of whether they exist or not, but a matter of what they are.
1: It's just people. I, I think I think people <laughs> that believe in crop circles are big dumb, especially these days. Like, it's like people make them all the time. Yeah. BS. Mm-hmm. That's my official. Statement on the subject.
0: Cat is a cynic.
1: Never. So we got big dog, big bird, big circle.
0: Yes. And now we have big footprint. The Devil's Footprint. Oh, yeah. Among the world's great mysteries is the case of the Devil's Footprints. Unfortunately, the documentation is not entirely satisfactory, but no one... Disputes that something out of the ordinary took place after a snowfall on the night of February seventh through eighth in eighteen fifty five in Devonshire, England. So these are, this is the kind of thing that the that the British get spooked about. <clears throat> the as it's the, the Times room. of London. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> the bloody devil. Consider. <laughs> Considerable sensation has been evoked in the town of Topsham, Libstone, Exmouth, Tinsmouth, and Dwalish. God, the British have the worst
1: names story. or anything.
0: <laughs> Better than Welsh. In the south of Devon, in in consequence the discovery of a vast number of foot tracks, of a most strange and mysterious description, the superstitious go so far as to believe they are the marks of Satan himself, and that great excitement has been produced among all classes may be judged from the fact that the subject has been discanted from the pulpit it appears that on thursday night last there was a very heavy fall of snow in the neighborhood of exeter and the south of devon on the following morning the inhabitants of above towns were surprised at discovering the tracks of some strange and mysterious animal endowed with a, the power of ubiquity as the footprints were to be seen in all kinds of inaccessible places on tops of houses and narrow walls and gardens and courtyards enclosed by high walls Um, and palings, as well as open fields. There was hardly a garden in limestone where footprints were not observed. The tracks appeared more like that of a biped than a quadruped, and the steps were generally eight inches in advance of each other. The impressions of the feet closely resembled that of a donkey's shoe, and (laughs) measured from an inch to a half, in some instances, to two and a half inches in cross. Here and there it appeared as if it was cloven, but in the generality of the steps the shoe was continuous, and from the snow in the center re- remaining entire, merely showing the outer crest of the foot. Hmm. Uh, I think at present... It, oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, at, at present it remains a mystery and many superstitious people in the ta- above towns are actually afraid to go outside of their doors after night. So what do you think it is?
1: Um big goat
0: big goat see that's like it had just freshly snowed so like a lot of the tracks could have been covered up and, jo- and goats and donkeys can jump up on like you know can jump over walls and stuff
1: um,
0: especially if it was a goat goats have no problems jumping up on people's roofs
1: um, Big Goat, and I don't trust British people to be able to tell the difference yeah. between quadruped and biped steps.
0: Especially British people from 1855.
1: No, I don't believe any of that dumb <laughs> shit. It was just a dumbass goat that got out, and everyone was like, it's the devil! <laughs> or maybe it's that black goat from that witch movie. Maybe it is the Oh. Devil.
0: The, yeah, I know what you're talking about. The which movie? But it has two V's instead of a W. Yeah,
1: Just what was up. going on in Britain Vich. in the 1850s? Everyone was breathing in fucking coal, right? They're probably all fucking crazy. Yeah,
0: and they were like, they were dumping all their 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 like waste into the street. And... They still do that, you know. <laughs> it's kind of sad. The British don't have plumbing. <laughs> oh, That's why they lost the football game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. I know you have one I don't know more. I
0: called it football, and not soccer.
1: Because they uh, came up with it. Okay, okay, okay. I know you have one more, but did you see the one about I the fucking more, kangaroo? Uh, kangaroo. Yeah. I just saw. I just saw mm-hmm. one. Oh, I got a cherry in my teeth. That's gross. Um, there's one in here about some people just saw a fucking kangaroo near Chicago. <laughs> that, that's the whole story. They saw a kangaroo. <laughs> and then it's like where did it come from it's like probably some fucking crazy ass i know this was like pre fucking tiger guy or whatever the fuck but like
0: i mean maybe it escaped from a zoo or something
1: doesn't even have to escape from a zoo it just has to escape from some dumbass rich person that owns a kangaroo yeah
0: yeah someone who collects exotic animals i i
1: don't i don't feel like that that that's that crazy but maybe it was in 1993 i don't know Although I would be super spooked if I saw a kangaroo outside, (laughs) (laughs) if I just like looked out my window, I was like, "That's a mother." Out your window. (laughs) Oh, that's a motherfucking kangaroo! I don't live in Australia, bro. This ain't right.
0: Dude, kangaroos are fucking scary. They're huge.
1: Yeah, fucking big kangaroo, big goat, big dog, big bird.
0: This is all about just big things. Full circle. The next story I have. Yeah, the next story I have is actually really interesting. This is probably the most interesting one that I found.
1: Even more interesting than Big Kangaroo?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and it, it's a little bit longer as well. Oh, how could
1: you right. do this to me? I have the attention span of fucking big dog. A kangaroo. Small dog.
0: <laughs> Alright, this one's Mad Gassers. <clears throat> Uh, Oh, I know this one too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How do you know all these? Because I
1: listen and read to
0: things. (laughs) I listen
1: and read to things. I listen and read to things and I I learn stories. Okay, listen. There are a lot of podcasts and they do this same shit, these dumbass stories like this. But they'll do (laughs) whole episodes on it. And I listen and I. Oh, so I'm just
0: I've just wasted all my time is what you're saying. No,
1: we're bringing it to our seven listeners. Maybe they don't listen to shit like this.
0: <laughs> Maybe they only listen to our podcast and nothing else.
1: Wow, I found this really great thing called a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an idiot. Imagine imagine that.
0: imagine this being the only podcast you've ever heard in your whole life.
1: I feel bad for that person. They're a much better <laughs> podcasts than you... this one.
0: <laughs> we're sorry person if you exist. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, in the late number of nineteen forty-four, lasting notoriety came to Mattoon, Illinois, in the per- in the person of an elusive attacker who terrorized the small East Central Illinois town, population fifteen thousand eight hundred twenty-seven, according to the nineteen forty census. For two long weeks, by the time events had run their course, the attacker would be pronounced non-existent. The mad gasser of Mattoon survives as a classic example of mass hysteria. <laughs> Still, intriguing questions about the episode remain. Mantoum's phantom attacker first made his appearance known on August 31st when a resident woke up feeling ill. He managed to get to the bathroom before he threw up. On returning to the bathroom, he asked his wife if she had left the gas on. She said she hadn't, but when she tried to get up to, do, to check, she found she could not move. Elsewhere in the town, a young mother who heard her daughter coughing in another room also tried to leave her bed with a similar lack of success. At 11 p.m. on September 1st, a sickening sweet odor in the bedroom roused another young mother, Miss Bert Kearney, From sleep. Bert Ernie. As the odor grew.
1: Bert Ernie. Ernie. Oh my God. Bert Ernie. Okay. Anyway, it's full circle,
0: bro. It all means it. Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) There's no such thing as coincidence. I think not.
1: Anyway, sorry. (laughs) I'm so (laughs) not
0: As the odor quickly grew stronger, she began to feel a paralysis of my legs and lower body. She reported. I got frightened and screamed. An hour and a half later, her husband, who was coming home from work, observed a strange man standing in the bedroom window. Kearney described him as tall, dressed in dark clothing, and wearing a tight-fitting cap. <laughs> Kearney gave chase, but the prowler escaped.
1: A tight-fitting a- cap.
0: Tight-fitting cap. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see the the artist rendition of this man? Yes. Oh. Uh,
1: Oh, he's... Oh, my God, he's motherfucking the... That's the actual devil. (laughs) God damn, okay. He looks like Freddy Krueger.
0: It's kind of hard to see, but...
1: That dude's wild looking. Well, We should make him the thumbnail. (laughs)
0: That's a good idea. I think we've given up on trying to make good looking thumbnails.
1: Why would we do that? My...
0: My my thumbnail for the previous episode was a um a photo um of like a a stock image of a witch on a broom.
1: I saw that. I actually like I pulled up Spotify and you know they changed all their shit again. Yeah. So you have to click on new episodes or whatever in your library. And I'm just like, what is this? I, like clicked on I'm like, oh, this is my own podcast that I make. I'm not subscribing to myself. I'm not gonna re listen to the dumb shit we record. I barely re-listen to it when I edit episodes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna... We didn't say
0: anything stupid. I just
1: kind of like, I just put it on in the background while I'm, you know, like organizing stickers or, you know, writing or whatever dumb shit I'm combing my dog. Put it on the background and then if I hear anything especially stupid or if I hear, oh shit, you cut out, then I'm like, okay, I gotta edit it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even edit that part. We can let people just experience the podcast. No, I mean, if
1: we have to, like, pause for, like, ten minutes or something, then, yeah, I usually edit yeah, that yeah, out. Yeah yeah, 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 But.
0: Yeah. If it's, like, a 30-second pause, it's fine. <laughs> we don't get paid for this shit.
1: <laughs> we don't owe you nothing.
0: <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Uh, anyway, so it goes into more people getting, uh, you know, gassed, and they're talking about being paralyzed and how their lips and face were... Uh, were uh, burning and some lady found a handkerchief and sniffed it and it like paralyzed her um, these dramatic symptoms had subsided by the time police got there but their visit produced what seemed to be the first physical evidence a skeleton key and an empty lipstick tube <laughs> near the spot where the clock <laughs> <at laying. laughs> the officers were interviewing
1: is this the game clue? like what's going on? <laughs> <laughs>
0: However, a woman elsewhere in the town was hearing a prowler outside her bedroom window. Before she could sit up, gas seeped into the room, rendering her immobile for several minutes. What kind of gas just, like, prevents you from being able to move? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't, like, knock you out. It just paralyzes you.
1: Um, Some people react that way to anesthesia. So I'm assuming there's got to be something out there that does that.
0: Like, yeah, I guess it's not an anesthetic gas because every single person in this town uh, is reacting no, I'm to just, this way.
1: I'm just saying I don't know. So I'm thinking that happens if to some know, people. So it's got to be a thing. If you
0: know, email us.
1: I don't even know what our email is.
0: <laughs> no one will not ever email us. Addictpod at gmail.com, I think.
1: Don't email no. us. I don't know who I am. Anyway. Um, I'm I've I've gotta imagine that there is I didn't study gasology though. <laughs> I'm so funny. I'm glad Caleb thinks I'm funny. No one else does.
0: Hey man, I only I can appreciate true humor.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> uh
0: near midnight a woman called police to report that a man had tried to force his way through her door. Her screams frightened him off. According to press accounts, the man answered the gasser's general description, whatever that means. <laughs> Possibly the incident. You look like the, Freddy lit- Krueger. The, <laughs> the author literally wrote whatever that means. I didn't say that. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Possibly the incident had nothing to do with the phantom anesthesia anesthet- Thesis... status. Uh, fuck! I can't read this. These I don't do book episodes because I can't fucking read.
1: <clears throat> I never did but learn. Was th-
0: <laughs> I'm homeschooled. (laughs) But it was the kind of story that fueled a growing panic. In another instance, two nights later, a woman and her 11-year-old daughter said they heard someone trying to break open the window. They tried to get outside, but the mysterious fumes overcame the mother and made her sick. Um, As the days passed and the attacks continued, the community was outraged that local police had had not been able to catch the perpetrator. State authorities managed to dissuade local leaders who had planned a mass protest rally for the 9th. Meanwhile... Imagine just having a mass protest because one guy's just running around throwing tear gas in your house.
1: <laughs> I would fucking freak out too, man.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, armed citizens prowl the streets at night in defiance of police commissioners' plea for them to get a grip on themselves. He said that a gas maniac exists, but many of the attacks are nothing more than hysteria. Fear of the gas man is entirely out of proportion to the menace of the relatively harmless gas he is spraying rumors were flying the gasser was a lunatic and eccentric inventor the commissioner's pet theory seemed to be abandoned or even a uh, ape man the reasons for this curious last notion are lost to history
1: <laughs> oh that's great
0: i love it. like the cops are like so unhelpful they're just like eh, don't worry about it his gas doesn't hurt you
1: <laughs> i've been saying it for you that's just fine just whatever this is just a man breaking into your house at night
0: At a press conference on the morning of the 12th, the chief of police told reporters, local police in cooperation with state officers have checked and rechecked all reported cases and we find absolutely no evidence to support such stories that have been told. Hysteria must be blamed for such seemingly accurate accounts of supposed victims. Beyond that, he theorized the odor of carbon tetrachloride from a nearby chemical plant may have been carried on the wind. He did not explain why this has not been a problem for Mattoon residents prior to August 31st. <clears throat> uh, even in the face of his official denial, in this official denial of his existence, the gasser made one last house call. <laughs> I love that sentence. <laughs> on the e- on the evening of the thirteenth, witnesses saw a woman dressing in man's clothing. Ooh, the gasser is a woman. Spray gas through a window into Bertha Birch's bedroom. The next morning, Mrs. Birch and her adult son. <laughs> Miss Birch and her adults found footprints of of high-heeled shoes under the window. For reasons that will be apparent shortly, this may be the single most interesting case to come out of Mattoon. And then there was a um, there was another uh, incident that happened around the same year in Botetur uh, I guess that's how you say it in Vir- Botetot that's how you say it uh, in Virginia um, but we can skip over that Because I don't have to read the whole thing
1: <laughs>
0: Decades later The, the true chaos of these strange occurrences remained no more than conjecture Even in their time they made very little sense Which is hardly evidence in itself That they were not genuinely anom- anomalous The hysteria explanation Filled the vacuum created by the absence Of any more logical explanation it also served the purpose, especially where Mattoon was concerned, of rationalizing the civil authorities' inability to stop the attacks. Hysteria is a classic blame-the-victim strategy. I like, I like the author's kind of taking the side of the the, the people. I'm aggressive there.
1: Um, I think it's probably just fucking people being crazy, man. <laughs> That's what I think. Big crazy. Um, are you blaming the victim? Yeah. Wow. I'm sure it was real to them doesn't mean it's real in reality. Um big crazy. It,
0: big crazy. Mm-hmm. It says it is however more than that. Gas attacks in some way in some ways reminiscent those of uh in, gas attacks in some ways reminiscent of those in Matun and Batat are still reported from time to time typically in one building such as a school a factory or a theater. For example, in March 1972, workers in a Midwestern dated processing center complained of a mysterious cause that that made them sick. Air, blood, and urine samples failed to detect anything out of the ordinary. Moreover, a worker who did not speak English and was therefore socially isolated from the others did not smell the gas even when others did. The scientists who investigated the attacks eventually told the workers a phony story that an atmospheric inversion was responsible. After that, the attacks ceased. A later study by sociologists Indicate that those workers Most alienated from their jobs Were the most susceptible Still just enough Just enough aspects of the Mattoon and Burtat Cases resist the mass hysteria Explanation and leave open The questions of what really happened
1: Um Yeah no I just think it's people being crazy Especially it sounds like with these coal mining towns in Virginia West Virginia Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're really breathing all kinds said, of crazy shit.
0: And they said they had, like, a chemical processing plant, like, down the road for them? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, between so. those things, there's all kinds of crazy shit in the air. It took place in, like, what, the 70s or 80s? There's, like, still lead in the fucking gas. 40s? Yeah, there's still lead in the gas, man. I'm I'm all for the theory <laughs> that a lot of the crazy shit that happened in the 20th century was because of there was so much fucking lead in the air.
0: I'm surprised so many people survived.
1: right, that's what I'm saying. Well, like, because I know there's, like, a theory, and I don't remember where I heard this or if it's true, but I choose to believe it. I'm really good at (laughs) these things. (laughs) But because there was so much lead in there, it makes people more aggressive and, like, fucks up their brain and shit.
0: Uh, Is that why everyone solved their disputes by shooting each other back then? I mean, that's
1: what they do now, too, but... Um, that's, like, why there's so many, like, serial killers and, like, fucked up people like that. Mm. So. Just a theory, bro.
0: That's just a theory. A game theory. This is a game theory show. Yeah. God, I was gonna ask you a question. I forgot
1: what it was. Um, I just sent you a picture on Discord. Maybe that, it might be a better, um.
0: What?
1: It might be a better thumbnail. It's of a lizard man, <laughs> <laughs> a reptile man.
0: Very good. That's a great drawing. Look at his thighs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have one last story here that we can go into: the story of Noah's Ark.
1: Ooh, are they gonna talk about the one on top of that mountain in Pakistan or whatever?
0: Uh, yes. Oh, fuck, yeah. The book of Genesis tells the story of Noah and his family who escaped the great flood in an ark loaded with animals. Incest babies on
1: incest babies. Yeah. And what we like. That's
0: my favorite part about the beginning of the Bible is, like, since there were only two people starting out in the world, like, they were having so much incest for a long time.
1: Well, yeah, because they took out all the good chapters of the Bible. (laughs) Anyway.
0: I uh, I imagine like imagine how much it would have sucked if Adam and Eve never had any daughters like they just had sons.
1: Be a bummer, man.
0: And then that just would be the, the end of humanity.
1: It's almost oh right now I'm about to go atheist on you. Okay, go 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 quick 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 <laughs> go, quick. Okay,
0: uh th- at the conclusion of forty days and forty nights the ark came to rest upon the mountains of Ararat. Uh, tradition and Bible literates place the event at tool. Tw- 2345 BC, the Genesis account was written some 1300 years later though geologists and archaeologists citing the paucity of scientific evidence doubt that any such massive flood ever took place um, the, uh, fu- to fundamentalists such an interpretation is unacceptable and so for a long time hopeful seekers have searched for the remains of Noah's Ark on Mount Ararat. there is a Mount Ararat. actually to be more specific there are two of them Great Arat, uh, 16,000 feet, 900 feet high, and Little Arat, 12,900 feet high. Connecting the two is a rock saddle between 7,000 and 8,000 feet high. These mountains lie in extreme Eastern Turkey along the border of Iran and Armenia. Uh, In fact, Arat is the ancient name for Armenia and and later for a small northern district of that nation. The name was not attached to the mountain until around the 11th century. Other sources, in many cases, place the final resting place of the Ark elsewhere. The Koran, Cori- the I almost said the Koran. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the Koran mentions Mount Judy, associated with mountain, subsequently renamed Judy, after the Koran's account, to the south of Ararat. The first century historian Flavius Josephus. Man, we should start having people's names in with us again.
1: Doesn't that mean Flavius. you're like a special? I don't know. Is <laughs> that going make you like, you know, Nostradamus?
0: I, I don't know. I just want to meet someone named Flavius Josephus.
1: You have now. Through reading. Yeah. Reading can transport you places.
0: He's a first century historian. Oh, wow. How exciting must it have been to be a historian while hysteria is happening?
1: Wow, that was really deep. Yeah, drink your LaCroix like you think you just said something smart I just see what you're doing
0: (laughs) I mean, all he had to do to research history is just read about what happened yesterday, you
1: know I just accidentally swallowed my nicotine gum and it's burning in my throat (laughs) That's all I have to say, continue (laughs) (laughs) No filter, it just comes out (laughs)
0: A Turkish city near the Syrian border. Uh, other ancient chronicles had their own flavored, favored sites. Most in Turkey, but others in Greece, Armenia, and Iran. Uh, in short, historical claims for an ark on a rat are shaky indeed. Nonetheless, eventually, Jews and Christians who gave thought to the subject came to believe that the ark's remains were still on a rat. Uh, and then blah 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 blah. Well, I was really uh, off. I thought
1: it was Pakistan, but it was Turkey. <laughs>
0: Those are not yeah, really near well, each other. <laughs>
1: Uh wow. no, no
0: cat doesn't know her her middle eastern lore
1: Ge- <laughs> geography, but okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> honestly, like if there was an ark wouldn't it have like been up, up, like fucking dissolved by now
1: it was made with special wood with cubits mm. cubits and cubits of wood.
0: In the years since then, there have been other expeditions and other claims, though none especially noteworthy. Most of the funding and personnel for Three Ventures have come from fundamentalist sources who reasoned that if Genesis can be shown to be accurate about Noah, its account of creation can be trusted too. Unfortunately, the inflated pronouncements of archaeologists, as they are called, have proven to be neither accurate nor trustworthy.
1: Archaeologists as they are called?
0: Yeah, he put archaeologist in. Oh, in, okay, in quotes. in quotes. I was just like,
1: was archaeologist not a word back then?
0: No, and it also, he spells it archeologist. Oh, like...
1: you're leaving out important details here.
0: <laughs> Listen, you have the thing open. You can read it long as you no. want to. No. Okay.
1: My head hurts. <laughs> I swallowed my nicotine gum, and now I can't read anymore. <laughs> which, this isn't related at all. But if anyone else decides to try and get off of nicotine, don't skimp. Get the slightly more expensive kind, and not the Target brand. <laughs> because <laughs> I got the Target brand of the small boxes, and they were fine. They tasted OK. But then I got the Target brand of the big box, because it was like half the price of the other big box. And I'm like, oh, this will be great. And it has no like sugar coating on it. So it just tastes like gum. like. <laughs> Flavorless, chewing stuff, but it burns because it has nicotine in it,
0: <laughs>
1: and so I don't know how I accidentally and also, it. Don't
0: let your dog, don't let your dog eat your nicotine gum.
1: He, for love, he did it again last night. He didn't. He only grabbed it, so I got it right out of his mouth. But he fucking got in my backpack, got inside of my little bag that I keep it in, zipped in, and pulled it out. He knows. He knows where it is. So I'm gonna have to put like a little fucking like lock on there, so the motherfucker can't get in there. I was like, "How do you even do? That? How do you know where it is? Can you smell the nicotine? Do dogs have such a good sense of smell that they can smell nicotine, right in?" Yes. Okay, Google. The can dogs yes. smell nicotine? Actually, I want to know now. <laughs> okay, Google. Can dogs smell nicotine?
0: They literally train dogs to smell drugs on people who are bringing According them into airports. So. He said not trained. It didn't say couldn't smell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're both kind of right. Okay, there you I'll go. <laughs> it was mostly you, but it was also kind of me. <laughs> uh,
0: Alright, let's finish up Noah's art. Charles Fort, the great anomaly collector and satirist, had this to say about Nori's account in words that apply to all of archeolo- the archaeological quest. I accept that anybody who is convinced that there are relics upon Mount Ararat has only to climb up Mount Ararat, and he must find something that can be said to be part of Noah's Ark petrified perhaps if someone else should be convinced that the a mistake has been made and that the mountain is really Pike's Peak he has only to climb Pike's Peak to prove that the most virtuous of all lands was once the Holy Land so got their asses
1: he motherfucking pretty... figured it out
0: He's pretty anti-people who believe in Noah's Ark in this book.
1: Yeah, because they're a bunch of fundy crazies. <laughs> um, yeah, no, um, Noah's Ark is a weird hill to die on, because I just don't- how would- yeah, like you said, like, how would there even be any remnant of it? You yeah. know?
0: Because, like, wood doesn't last for that long, unless it gets petrified. Yeah. But it doesn't- doesn't it have to be under very certain conditions that it gets petrified?
1: Probably. I don't know, I'm not an ARCHEOLOGIST.
0: Okay, Google. (laughs) How does wood get petrified?
2: According to live science, petrified wood forms when fallen trees get washed down a river and buried under layers of mud, ash from volcanoes, and other materials.
1: The volcano came and it covered the ark. (laughs) They gotta go dig it up yeah that's silly i remember i was um i was solidly atheist imagine it seventh grade wow (laughs) have i ever told you the story about when i surveyed my class no okay so um we had (laughs) we had this class and the teacher was super cool she was like she, uh, we, it was a biology class and there were some very Christian people in there and they were just like I don't believe in evolution and she was just like that's okay but you know that's what we're learning and you know what I believe is that you know I believe that the stories in the bible are stories and that Jesus was real still but you know sometimes you just have to think about it for yourself and decide what you think is real but you had to hear both sides blah 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 it was really fucking sou- fucking uh sou- southern United States Sort of deal, but um, I decided that I was going to survey my class on whether they believed in creation <laughs> or evolution. Because um, we had also just gone to a Jehovah's Witness convention, and they gave out little pamphlets um, that were basically like the the, the, can, the what it comes to at the end of the pamphlet was basically like evolution can't be real because God made everything perfect how would it was just like 20 pages of but if evolution's real how can birds fly and how can mitochondria exist they're so amazing because they expect you to not have anything above like an 8th grade education and I didn't have that at the time but I was like this is bullshit and so (laughs) I went home and I typed out (laughs) Questions. And I wish to God I still had them. I st- <laughs> I still had them up through probably like two years ago. I kept all of them and I took data and I made little graphs wow. for no reason. And it wasn't for a class. It was just for me. It was just for my own <laughs> research. And I, I like compared people's different beliefs. I was psychotic as a child. <laughs> I don't know why.
0: I, That's a lot of work.
1: I was intense.
0: I would have never, I would never have done that just because it would have been too much work. That's what I did in my free time.
1: I was insane. I would, like, I'm not trying to sound like a know at all This is embarrassing. <laughs> this is how I spent my childhood. Like, I I literally had, like, little, you know, the little, um, they're not through ring binders, but the little paper binders with the little metal pieces. Yeah. And I would, they were titled with different subjects. One of them was Ancient Egypt. One of them was Dinosaurs. One of them (laughs) was fucking creation versus evolution.
0: You were an r slash atheism poster before you even got on the internet. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I was good. I had no access to the internet at the time. I was doing this all on my own. I was figuring it out, man. (laughs) I was just trying my best. Hey, and then in 8th grade we had to do a debate and I debated that oh evolution was real. Wow. And it was it sucked because it was one of those things where you had to draw out of a hat whether you would do the pro or the con. And it was very specific. You know like there was that guy that it was I don't even remember cuz I did this in fucking 8th grade, but it was like a guy who um Tried to disprove evolution with like the missing link or some dumb shit it happened in like the 30s or whatever. Anyway, the other guy was also he was the love of my life, Alex, um, that was <laughs> his name, and uh, he was my debate partner. And he had to he lost the debate because he had to. <laughs> <laughs> to prove that God created the earth because those were the two sides. There was no is evolution real or is it like not maybe what we know. No, it was creation versus evolution. It was Bill Nye versus fucking Hamo boy. <laughs>
0: ha- Hamo boy. Ken Ham.
1: You want to talk about Ken you want to ha- talk about crazy kangaroos living in America. That's Ken Ham. <laughs> Let's be real here.
0: I don't know who Ken Ham is.
1: Really? Did you you not watch? Yeah, I guess you probably wouldn't have watched the Ken Ham versus Bill Nye debate. No. It was, okay, so Ken Ham owns.
0: I've always hated debates.
1: (laughs) Okay, so this happened in probably when I was in middle school or early high school. Uh, Ken Ham is the owner. It's like the Creation Science Institute or some dumb shit in either Virginia or West Virginia. In Motherfucker built an ark using state money (laughs) yeah because it counts as a tourist attraction he built an ark like in this and it's the creation museum we should go there huh
0: we should go there
1: we should it'd be fun but like it literally like instead of having a dinosaur exhibit it has like a dragon exhibit proving that the dinosaurs (laughs) were buried by satan and they were actually dragons
0: that sounds fucking awesome. Yeah,
1: and he has, like, a whole arc and everything. And the only problem is I don't want to give this man money. But anyway, so he invited Bill Nye to the creation Listen, I'll for museum.
0: It. I'll take the karma hit and give this man money if we can go there. Because that sounds awesome. Yeah, it would be
1: lit. Let's do it. Next weekend. You, me, yeah. a car. But <laughs> we'll bring cheese with Cheese will love it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Chew on the dinosaur. I mean, the dragon bones. Yeah, no, but, like. <laughs> he invited Bill Nye there. And basically Bill Nye was arguing that science is real and Ken Ham was arguing that the Bible is real and it was just the most painful thing ever but I enjoyed it. Bill,
0: Bill Nye is Bill Nye isn't even like a real scientist, right? Yeah, but He's he was just, just
1: arguing that dinosaurs were real and the devil didn't bury them in the ground to confuse us.
0: <laughs> like that was
1: he, that's he, it wasn't like Bill Nye was arguing for whatever particular science he did an undergraduate degree in. He was just arguing, no, science is like, it's okay to question things, kids. And Ken Ham was like, no mm-hmm, oh boy, I built an arc just like Jesus told me to, <laughs> except he's Australian. And that's why I said that he was the, uh, the uh, biggest kangaroo. J- kangaroo. Yeah, it all comes full circle. I've explained the joke to you, you know. Okay. I, I anyway, play. I enjoyed that debate a lot when I was a kid. I wouldn't recommend anyone to go watch it. It's very painful and stupid, and I don't know why Bill Nye even agreed to do something so stupid. It was a waste see, of time. Like, I,
0: I hate debates because I think you should just be able to fist fight the guy you're
1: arguing. Yeah, you've been in so many fist fights, Caleb. Other than with my dog. I'm
0: not saying I'm not saying me. I'm saying if I'm watching something like that, I want to see them get a fist fight. I
1: think that probably Ken Ham would win. Bill Nye is pretty spindly.
0: Yeah, and honestly, if he wins then fair. That's it. And yeah, and then he's the right. And
1: then room. he's right, yeah. Yeah. Because those are the yeah. only, this the only things you can believe. You either believe that God we created everything go back, just
0: like the Bible says. <laughs> go back to the old days where the strongest was the person who was right.
1: It's still that way.
0: <laughs> just on a different level. Money. But the guy who wins all the fist fights is the one who's right. That's what I believe. We
1: should go though. Donate to our Patreon and we'll give Ken Ham money. We don't yeah, have a Patreon. We'll give it to Ken
0: we- <laughs> where is it
1: at? Uh just look up Creation Museum Ken Ham and it'll come up. You can see the arc. He he literally he used like I believe it was state tax money to build the thing. It's
0: in Petersburg, Kentucky. Oh I
1: lied. Sorry. Oh we're not I fucking hate Kentucky. What's wrong with
0: It's Kentucky? just a
1: bad state. Not a good state.
0: I'm gonna I'm pulling it up on Google Maps. How far is it away from me? Oh it's only nine hours and forty one hey, minutes. Hey if you
1: stop off at my house, what what is it from Powder Springs, Georgia? Six hours and thirty eight okay, minutes. Okay, we're doing it next weekend. You, me, car, cheese. We're going
0: on a road. I like trip. how Cheese is behind the car.
1: <laughs> You're going like to fucking it. ride Cheese there? He'd probably... Cheese could be the sled dog. That's where he's taking us.
0: He can be Balto. We'll go through cheese. Chattanooga, Knoxville, Lexington. Yeah, we'll hit all we'll the cool so places. Along the way.
1: Knoxville's pretty cool. It's like better I Chattanooga.
0: About
1: I don't know if I've ever been to Lexington. I've... <sighs> Fuck, Kentucky or sucks.
0: Georgetown?
1: Though. Yeah, Georgetown, Kentucky. Or Tennessee.
0: Or and it's like right outside of Cincinnati.
1: Let's go to Cincinnati. Yeah, let's do it.
0: The hell yeah. <laughs> We're doing
1: it. A few weekends from now, road trip.
0: The hell yeah! Wait, right, I gotta find out how much a is. Six, six, six. Creationmuseum dot org. Buy tickets. Ages eleven to adult, twenty four ninety five to thirty
1: nine ninety five. You ready to put some miles on
0: that Volkswagen? <laughs> Before tax, parking not included. God
1: damn! can ham. We're we're parking outside of it and we're walking in.
0: Museum plus arc com- arc combo is forty four ninety five to seventy
1: nine ninety five. Can we just see the arc? I just want to climb around in the arc.
0: We can get an annual pass <laughs> for eleven thirty nine ninety five, up to forty nine ninety. Wait, so you can get an annual pass for
1: ten dollars, but it's no. oh, for kids maybe. Uh,
0: it's th- uh one hundred thirty thirty nine. Oh, okay. To four ninety
1: nine dollars. I probably said the numbers wrong. Okay, I was like, holy shit, ten dollars. Let's just do that, and then we can go up again next Wait, summer. Wait,
0: but kids receive free admission in twenty twenty one. Children 10 and under can enjoy free admission. Hey, we can pass as 10-year-olds. <laughs>
1: You're going have to shave. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, we're both about the same size. We both have that kind of, like, baby face.
1: True. I feel like we're closer to 14, though.
0: We could say our mom dropped us off. We could say we look old for our age.
1: I do look old for
0: my age. What do, kids, don't, kids don't have IDs. They can't check.
1: That's true. That's true. I mean, you kind of look like siblings, so it would work. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to the Creation Museum. <laughs> Kangaroos are running around the U.S. rampant, beating people up with their giant fists.
0: Them and Mad Gassers.
1: <laughs> Big fart. It's out to get you.
0: Big fart.
1: All right, Bye.